Hey everyone, welcome once again to Podcast in Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the in-depth series of books by J.D. Robb. I am AJ. I'm Jen. I'm Tara. And this is episode number 167 of Podcast Death. And as we said last week, if you haven't listened last week, on this episode this week, we have a special guest. Um, our special guest is an author. Um, and her name is Kathy Wiley. I'm just going to um, read her, uh, her intro here. Kathy Wiley is happiest when plotting stories in her head or on the computer or when she's delving into research. She holds a BA in journalism with a minor in English from the University of Maryland. Kathy Wiley is the author of the Fatal Food Festival series featuring a former celebrity chef who's trying to regain her career. There have been three short stories in this series published in the Destination Murders anthologies, and the first full-length novel, Claws of Death, came out July 29th. She's also written two other mystery novels set in Baltimore, Maryland, and has all, had almost a dozen short stories included in anthologies, one of which was a 2015 finalist for the Derringer Award. Uh, she's a member of Sisters in Crime, a former president of the Sin C? Sink? Sink, usually. Yeah, Sisters okay. in Crime. Got it. Chesapeake Chapter, a member of Mystery Writers of America and a member of Short Mystery Fiction Society. Uh, she lives outside Baltimore, Maryland, with one spoiled cat and an equally spoiled husband. So, <laughs> welcome, Kathy. Welcome, Thank Kathy. you. Hey, thanks for being here. So, what we know you from um, is you were uh, one of the members of InDeath.net, and you were actually one of my moderators. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you were writing even back then, weren't you? I was, yeah. I, I My first book came out 2011 and, sorry, 2010 and 2011. So I definitely was writing back then, although that might have been the time when I had no free time and was just working on short stories. Yeah, mm-hmm. you weren't, yeah. I remember towards the end, you were kind of not around very much because you were working yeah. Right. That, yeah, that's correct. And I want to say, I, I remember I became a moderator and I can't remember why I, I solved a problem and I don't remember what the problem was, but I <laughs> remember no that I had suggested something to you and you had been like so grateful for it that you, you, that's why I became a moderator. So interesting way to get promoted. I mean, there's <laughs> pretty worse much ways. how it happened for all of us. So. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, I was like anybody that can help me. You yep. know. Yeah. It was so. a great board. It was. It really it was. was. And we really miss it. Um, we've talked about that many times on the show. You know, I mean, there. the problem was that it just, um, it got to be, the software was outdated uh, because the company that made the software wanted to make it like a, a monthly subscription thing. Mm. So their software that wasn't monthly subscription, they, they just stopped um, making and they stopped uh, providing uh, tech support for. Yeah. And it just got overrun by like bots and stuff like that. So it it takes a lot of work. I, I, you Mm -hmm. know, I've I've been on a different message board as an admin and, and it takes an awful lot of work. It was, it was, it was a ton of work and it was not just that the, the message board, but it was the fan fiction. You know, we had a huge Mm -hmm. fan fiction section. It took a lot to, um, to maintain that. Yeah. You know, still waiting on AO3. I mean, half of it is on AO3. They're still dragging their feet on the other half. Yeah. But, um, like, come on, y'all. 
Yeah. So half of it has been put up on AO3, but it's taken since, since we, since I closed the board down, that was in 2017 wow. and I sent them the files, the, um, the database files for that. Mm-hmm. And they put me in some kind of queue oh, and wow. uh, honest to God, um, last year, I think, or two years ago, I think it was two years ago in October, they finally sent me an email saying, Hey, the first part of your, um, archive is ready for you to mm. look at. Yeah. And then they didn't even publicly release it until I finally sent them a, an email a year later and said like, dude, what going, what's going on? We have to, and they were like, Oh, well you can do that yourself. Here's all mm-hmm. the information. Yeah. So now it's now half of it. The old part, the older part is up on uh, AO3. Okay. Some okay. of our favorites though are there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know if you did you ever write any fan fiction? The only fan fiction I did well, the only fan fiction I did for in death was we when we were celebrating the anniversaries. We did we the, did the ones where we split oh, it all up. So yeah. yeah. That yeah. Is, that, is that why I promoted you? That sounds familiar. Uh, I did give you that idea, but I think I gave you that idea after I was an admin. Oh, so. okay. But yeah, those were a lot of fun. Um, and then yeah. I have a fanfic sh- that I'll probably never, ever finish, sadly. But um, my introduction to message boards was Trixie Belden. Did anyone, like everybody talks yeah. about Nancy Drew, but Trixie Belden Trixie was Belden. younger yeah. and, and kind of stupider. Um, she always <laughs> made bad decisions. <laughs> and uh, I, But I loved her. I, we, we definitely prefer, we prefer Trixie over Nancy. But um, so I did a crossover. I had, I, I started this fan fiction story where Trixie Belden goes into a time machine and they get, it, um, <laughs> it was Rourke's fault. Rourke was working on, um, a transporter, <laughs> time <travel>. <laughs> <laughs> not time travel. It was supposed to be a transporter. And what happened is they ended up transporting across time instead of, and space. So, um, so <laughs> I, it, we had it all plotted out, but I never right. did finish it. So. He was so good oh. at technology that I it, want to read it, that. It, <laughs> it went one step possible. further and went. <laughs> it was plausible. Absolutely. Yeah, now I not? want to read that. Yeah. Yeah, we did a whole episode uh, about the fan fiction, and we all talked about our our mm-hmm. fan fiction writing origins. So yeah, um, because we all <laughs> love fan fiction for that. Mm-hmm. No, I've read. I've read. I think probably most of you guys. Yeah, I loved reading the the fanfic as well yeah it, it was great we be careful if you venture to ao3 ever though we found some crazy stuff yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Nora was, was upset by per- our fan fiction I know. oh my gosh somebody sent <laughs> no, me a link to that one that i found a couple weeks ago and i sent to you guys oh. i was like what? <laughs> right. I, know, I, what is I remember her being very protective of it, and, and yeah. You know. So you know, if you were worried about our stuff, let me send you this, Nora. <laughs> you'll never, you'll never go off on fan fiction again. And that's the thing. I mean, the, yeah, we stopped doing fan fiction because because she asked us to do it. I remember that, and yeah. I remember saying at the time, like, if if not us, it's going to be somebody else and somebody that doesn't mm-hmm. care as much, and uh, you yeah. know, people yeah. can post what they want and. Like at least yeah. we're somewhat, you know, gatekeeping this, but yeah, you know, so respectful. Yeah. It went, you know, yeah, you can't put the, like the <laughs> yeah, you you can't put the genie back in the bottle. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. no, you can't. Just, no. But mm-hmm. anyway, <laughs> well, I mean, so we talked before about like Anne Rice, and you go there are pages mm-hmm. of Vampire Chronicles on Ao3. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're not yeah, you're not gonna stop it. 
No, we, uh, my friends and I actually, uh, believe that there is fan fiction for everything. We actually found a fan fiction for Tetris. Yeah. Um, which was beautiful. (laughs) It was beautiful because the pink one, the pink L shape, like hooked up with the, um, blue T shape. And I remember the best line was pink blushed. It was just, it was Mm. beautiful. It was beautiful Tetris fan fiction. Wonderful. I love that. People are so creative. I I started out not writing fan fiction, but my first um, run in with any kind of fan fiction was a woman who was writing when I was in high school. So this is like eighty four ish, um, right around the time when um, Styx's um, Mister Roboto came out, and that was on mm-hmm. the um, the uh, Killery was here album, and there was and that was. Wrote, written to be a rock opera so there's a storyline behind it and this woman wrote a whole fan fiction like book chapters wow. um, about that story so yeah i mean people will find whatever to write fan mm-hmm. fictions Absolutely. about you know yeah. it's just crazy so i mean and again you can't once the genie's out of the bottle it's not yeah it's not just, much yeah you'll stop it yeah that's we won't get in on this topic, I hope, but uh, I think that's the truth about AI as well. I think artificial intelligence is out there, and I I don't think we can get rid of it. So I know. Uh, no, we have, we've spoken too. a lot about AI on this mm-hmm. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah and it's it's a, just a matter of working with it rather than against it. Because yeah. that's what I say. I uh, there's um, a quote from a, I think a couple of businessmen that say it, that say AI isn't going to take your jobs. Someone who knows how to use AI is going to take your jobs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And just so everybody knows, because I know Jen and Tara, I don't know if you know, but uh, Kathy, you did a whole like seminar on ChatGPT. I did, yeah. Because again, I want people to know it, know about it, not be replaced by it. So yeah, I did that for uh, the Chessie chapter of Sisters in Crime. Okay, okay very cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we actually are discussing. We did it a little bit. We're, we're discussing um, using ChatGPT to help us write uh, in death the musical. No, <laughs> <laughs> I like it and. Yeah. We, it was just just going to be a fun little thing that we were doing. And then Susan Erickson gave us that assignment that we have to get it done in a year. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. So, <laughs> and we don't say no to Susan. You don't yeah. say it no does to lyrics. Susan. It does lyrics fairly well. Um, I mean, it does rhymes amazingly fast. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we want it like in the style. We want it in like the style of Hamilton. You know, we like, like sort of like that. That sounds like, awesome. The bullpen's got to yes. have like a whole like rap dance number, and yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah hopefully, it would be great be if we got an in-depth musical before we get the in-depth movie. Like I mean, we've been waiting for I'm years for that, that in-depth movie, right? Right. I'm completely down for that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, so we're not here to talk about any of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're here because um well first of all we just wanted to talk to you because yeah we miss you and yeah, um thank you <laughs> also because um you're an author you know and mm-hmm. who better to talk about books than an author and uh so i asked you what would you like to talk about we'll talk about mm-hmm. anything and you said that you would like to you know let us in on some of the you know things you've learned from nora good and yes. bad or yeah. Mostly good. Mostly good. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, that that was my plan. Um, she's an incredibly prolific author. If I could learn her discipline, that would be the first thing I wish I would learn. I am trying to learn her speed to to, uh, to get books out as quickly as she does. Because I mean, a lot of authors do one book a year, and she's out there publishing five, if not more, right. and novellas on top of that. She's amazing. Yeah. She's she's a machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So should I just start with, yeah. I, I've got a list of things that I just think she does well, and, and I can just talk about it. And if you guys can agree with me or disagree with me. We will have a lot <laughs> to say, trust me. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> I've, listened, I've listened to the podcast. Um, <laughs> so I know we, you we people say a lot have of a lot things. to say. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say, so I am a cozy mystery writer. You know, I read Nora, I read J.D. Robb, right. um, and I read cozies, and I, I read every genre of, of mystery and outside of mystery as well. Um, so I, I've listened to your podcast, but since I do have a cozy audience, I will probably be mostly not using some of the words that are very um, it, used in J.D. Robb books. Okay. And for which she often, I know, gets criticisms that she's using bad words in the podcast. You know, bad, bad language. Yeah, bad language. Yeah. Because we know that, you know, criminals only say shucky darns, so. <laughs> yeah. But I will use one bad word, which is the number one thing I think I've learned from Nora, which is smart asses. Most of her characters are smart asses, and I love them. Um, I, I, I think I fell for my husband because he was a smart ass um, or a smart aleck in case his mother's mm-hmm. listening. Okay. And um, <laughs> I, she's just so good with that. Like, not only are they all smart asses, but she's got different flavors of them. Eve, even like Eve is different yeah. than Rourke, who's different than Peabody, who's different than Somerset. You know, all of them have just a different flavor of of the humor of smart ass. Like when I put humor in my books, it's almost always more more verbal and less physical. I do have some physical comedy but not slapsticky. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just love having people have the great words and the great comebacks because, you know, everybody wants to be that person who can come up with it right on the spot. Um, and all of us think about it later at night, like, Oh, I wish I'd said that, but that's the nice thing about being an author. You can come up with it later. Um, what the perfect thing to say is. So that's probably the the first thing I learned from her is just how good her dialogue is and how, mm. um, how quick everybody is. And she makes pretty much everybody. She doesn't really do stupid characters. Like most of her characters, even her bad guys um, are, are fairly smart. I think I can't think of anybody who is dumb. Um, like, I think when she first made Mavis, she made Mavis more flighty. Right. But but yeah. as we've been going through the series, Mavis has grown hugely. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, I mean, a couple of her, like, just one book characters, like um, a witness or something like that, that, she's made a few of those people dumb. But even people that are dumb in her books, you know, you kind of, like... There's, there's always something about them that you kind of ha- have some kind of empathy or you just kind of like, kind of like that person, even though they're, yeah. they're dumb. You're like, well, yeah, I kind of like her. <laughs> yeah. She's had, as you said, one-off characters that just mm-hmm. show up that like, like, um, what was it? Salvation and death. The, uh, very gullible singer 
um, who was having the affair or sorry, I think it was sharing the light with, with the big pastor. And she was pretty, pretty flighty, pretty naive. And Mm -hmm. I think he called her stupid, but Rourke still liked something about her. Um, and then there was, uh, I got to remember the name of the book. Uh, it's a Christmas one festive in death. I think it is. Um, and again, it's the, it's the mistress of the potential suspect mm-hmm. who again was just very naive. So she is good at that. And sometimes she'll make her villains have do stupid things, but they're still cagey, like in thankless mm-hmm. and death. Um, so yeah, so she's very good. I think at making uh, that number one, making smart asses and number two, just, she's got great characters. Mm-hmm. Like, oh I God, think yes. that is why that she's, has the longevity she has um in death is at what 54 54 i believe is yeah. it not yeah, including the bellas right? not including the bellas yeah. yeah it's it's amazing and um it's you know i check 54. out what was that it's more than 54 is it more wow is it no i think it is. you're i think you're Golden right was 50 one two three yeah yeah you're right so, 54 sorry Okay. Do you have a do you have a screen with all of the books, AJ? No, I have my bookshelf is right here, so I have. Oh, your bookshelf, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> that works. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So her repartee that she does with her characters and just her characters in general, I think, is the number one thing that I have learned from Nora and that I admire from Nora. Mm-hmm. Um. Second, I I would say her plots. Um. I'm I'm a very very big plot person. Okay. Um. I'm not going to say that all 54 of these books have had wonderful plots, but I just think they're fairly unique. I think they usually hold, you know, there's no huge plot holes. And I've seen other authors where I see huge ones. I'm like, yeah, that's great, but that would never work. She has the advantage of being futuristic. So a lot of the things that we would be like, "Uh, yeah, that doesn't work. She can explain it away with technology. Right. So. Yeah. But do you guys, I mean, do you guys agree oh that the yeah. plots Love. are good? Yeah, oh my absolutely. God. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's so funny because um, I don't know if you've heard any of our review, the review episodes at all, but when people, you know, kind of want to be cr- critical about specifically the plots. Yeah. Like we're not, we're not asking for perfection every time, but I think you really gave an amazing point there when you were like, you know, they're not far-fetched. They, you know, they, they're not all brilliant, but there's no plot holes. And, like, that's a huge thing as a writer, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't have to be the best story in the world, but um, if you're going to pick it apart with, like, if it's an amazing story and we can pick it apart because it doesn't make sense, then it's not an amazing story. Mm-hmm. Right. right. I agree with you yeah. so much. <laughs> yeah, I and I have seen some of your review. When you guys are reviewing the reviews, do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, I have listened to a couple of those and they were pretty funny and, and I agree with them. They're, I always wonder, like, do any of these people who are doing these reviews, do they write? Have they written? I bet they haven't written 54 oh, books in a series. Oh, yeah. We've, we've had, had writers. Authors. We've, we've had, had writers. One of them was like totally gatekeeping science fiction and was like, oh, yeah. He yeah, has a fantasy. She was very upset. 
Yeah. And yeah. blah, blah, blah. And this was man. she also upset because she was a romance writer to start? Like, because I know that she says remember. people still. Maybe? I, don't I know. Well, but she's, she definitely didn't want Nora to call, ever call herself a, 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 a fan science fiction writer. Because, or science yeah. fiction. Like, well, okay, yeah. she doesn't. <laughs> nope. No. That's not what she's writing no, here. I, that's not typical. Yeah. And I always love the people that in the reviews that they complain about the the futuristic aspects of it. And I'm like, did you not notice that when you looked at the blur? Because <laughs> no. read the jacket yeah. of the book. Yeah. It's right. And there. I once had a review like on the first page, literally. It yeah. always says what year it is. In the yeah. first Typically, page. yeah. And then they're she like usually surprised. slides it in. Yeah. That yeah. yeah. Oh. I didn't know this yeah. was science fiction or this was futuristic. And you're like, what? How do you what? Yeah. Okay. No, it is crazy. I I once had a review for my first book that was complaining about the fact that my main character thought that she could solve the crime rather than the police. And I'm like, that's what a cozy mystery is. Yeah. And <laughs> they they were that was their number one complaint. So oh, I don't get it. That's, we need to review the reviews of Kathy's stories. <laughs> I know, right? We no, I've, it's been pretty good. It, it was that was that was dead to rights. Uh, the the first one I had, um, but in general, I, I will tell you guys. People talk about a lot of authors will say they never read the reviews. I'm not that kind of author. I read my reviews. I, I look and see. Do people like me today, or or do they not? And uh, I, I try not to let it affect me because. I already know that not everyone's going to like my books. Not everybody likes Nora's books. So, right, right. you know, yeah. I know that's part of it, the process. And mm-hmm. maybe when I'm bigger, I can just, you know, I can have my personal assistant read my reviews and I don't have to look at them. But, but definitely not there yet. Yeah. So um, another thing she's really good at is the details that she puts in and the description she puts in. Mm-hmm. I will admit, I love to write dialogue. I love doing plotting. I hate describing things. Yeah. I don't like describing what people are wearing or what the room looks like and whether the curtains are blue or green. <laughs> you know, I, that's never been my thing. But I learned as a mystery writer, if you don't describe anything except for the knife that's on the table, people are going to clue into things pretty quickly. So I've learned you have to do it. And I, there's actually, this This is not in depth. This is um, Nora Roberts' birthright. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one scene in there that I just was like, this is why you have to include description is because, um, have you guys read this one? I'm yes, not going to spoil favorite, anything. My favorite, Nora. Yeah. Is it your favorite? It's one of mine. Yeah. You can I see it. It's <laughs> very well, well worn. Uh, so Doug and Lena... They're, they're going to have sex because, again, it's Nora. And um, <laughs> before they start having sex, she they talk about how a car backfired on the street. Just, a, just an extraneous detail, right? And then afterwards, it talks about... Um, where'd it go? I'm not going to find it. <laughs> I, just, I just picked it. You saw I've got it marked here. But um, she, they talk about the fact that as they're laying there... There were, oh, there it is. Neither of them stirred when the sounds of sirens wailed. It'll be hot in Memphis, she said after time. And then that scene just keeps going. And you find out later those sirens were because her office was being burned down. Yeah. Yeah. And again, because she's always putting that description in and just sliding it in, it's a lot harder to see the, the parts that are necessary. I think for a lot of authors, 
mystery authors in particular, when it's harder to read mystery books because you're reading it with the eye of an author Mm -hmm. and you're like, well, why did they put that in? Oh, that must be the killer because they mentioned the fact that they, their hair was dyed or different things like that. So um, I think you've got to get in the habit of always describing everybody or you're going to end up making it really easy to, to figure out who, who the killer is or any of the, uh, the, the secret details in, in the book. Right. So. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I did, I never thought about that, but that's so true. So, like, yeah. Oh yeah, she mentioned that, but I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah. That's I a, mean, that's you guys said you, you're, you're all fan fiction writers. Mm-hmm. So what did you guys like about writing? Did you like doing the description? I mean, there are people that love that. That's yeah, their I'm favorite part. I like person. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. I'm also a, I'm not going to finish it person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I spent a lot of time thinking that would be cool. And then not, not, but again, not finishing it, not finishing it. Yeah. I've, I've actually learned the way I write now is I write dialogue first and mm-hmm. then come back and fill in oh. the detail. Yeah. yeah, and it gives you a first draft. So, which is obviously the first step that one needs to do. So it, it helps to have that. Um, That's the part I struggle with is finishing that first draft. Everybody I does. Want they, be, I want. Yeah, I want it to be really good before I move on to the next thing, which is not the way to do it. No, you they, know, they actually say it. only seven percent of people who try to write a book finish it. It's not surprising. And yes. They also say the first draft's going to be crap. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you need to, but you have to get the crap down before you can polish it and make it not crap. So yeah. um, it's why I like Nano, uh, Nano Rimo National Novel right, Writing right. Month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like it because it does encourage people to turn off that internal editor and just write and right. not worry about if it's good or bad. Which you know, I think for a lot of people they struggle with that. So, yeah, I've yeah. done NaNoWriMo a couple of times, actually. Yeah. I've a couple of times it, and not I've finished, never finished it. <laughs> no, no. I have finished I it someday. once. I've only finished it once and I've tried it not every year, but pretty close to every year. So it, the cool. ones who do, I admire them. And I also know people that kind of cheat the system. Like every time they, write the person's name they'll be they'll be like mm-hmm. kathy marie wiley walked into the room <laughs> then yeah, kathy marie wiley sat down right. and kathy marie oh, wiley silly. ate her breakfast right. so i know people have done that and and one but i also know people who have taken you know have have books now from nano that again they didn't publish as wow. is because it would right. not be good but right. um, but it's, it's it's a good starting point tara so if you can get through that first draft that's that's the hardest thing although rewrites aren't very good either but it's still <laughs> you're like at least you it's have the hardest first thing it's the hardest right. first thing yes <laughs> and then the hardest yep. second thing is coming up don't worry right. yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah um and then the other thing that i do with jd rob books and Nora roberts books is the dialogue tags um not meaning, you know, you know, uh, Kathy, Kathy said, um, that's actually perfectly acceptable. And one should write that way and not, you know, one inferred one interjected one, you know, that, that some people try to do. Um, but instead of that, it's, you know, I like using this computer 
Kathy fiddled with her pencil, you know, mm-hmm. just using other things like that. I, I've actually taken, I reread books. Um, I, I, when I read a book, I have to read the entire thing in one go just about because yeah. I have to know. Right. Um, and I'm a fast reader. So I can usually yeah. read a Nora, a JD Rob in three or four hours. Wow. Um, wow. But, <laughs> but what that means is if I start a book at night, <laughs> I don't go to sleep. So yeah. Um, yeah. I reread books because that's something that I can do in little chunks because I already know mm-hmm. how it goes. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and I've taken to actually rereading her books and just looking at the tags, how she's describing what people are doing with their hands. And because um, my my editor has has uh, chastised me because I use the phrase headed all the time. Mm. You know, Jackie headed to the tent, Jackie mm. headed towards the hotel room. Um, and so I just wanted to see uh, what what else other authors are doing. So I just sat there for a good two, three weeks, just reading, rereading these books and only reading the descriptors of what the people are doing. Um, and she she does an amazing mixed job with it. So um, nice. that's I know really that, cool. Yeah. Right. I know that one of the really frequent um, criticisms we get when we do the, uh, we review the reviews is that uh, a lot of times it's hard to know who's talking in, in the in-depth books. Yet, do you feel like that's how it is? I do. No, I, I do feel that, especially even when she does the one-on-ones mm-hmm. or, you know, two people just talking to each other. Um, but I've sat there before and like counted backwards, like, okay, so that was, that was okay. No, e- although she does a good job usually of having different speaking styles, like Rourke obviously speaks differently than Eve. So right. there have been times that I've identified it just because I'm like, nah, that Peabody would never say that. That has to be Eve saying that. Right. But right. I've also seen ones where I think some, I think something got edited wrong because all of a sudden it's somebody saying things two paragraphs in a row when it's not their turn. Um, oh, I wonder yeah. if something got cut out, but yeah, I, I can, I can see that. I've, I've seen that at times where she does make the reader work a little bit to, de- to determine who it is talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm finding now for the first time I've, I've had, I had two novels put out, like I said, one in 2010, one in 2011, which was awesome. And it was cool to get to see the print book. The cool thing for this book is I'm going to have an audio book done. Mm. And that's where I'm really finding out where tags are necessary or where mm. when, when you're speaking versus when you're thinking something like I have my main character say, uh, no. Okay. Maybe. Well, the okay, maybe was in her thoughts. And when you're reading that, that's obvious. You've got the quote marks. Right. But when the, you know, when the, I'm, I'm not sure how the narrator is going to handle it, but right. I'm looking very forward to hearing that. That's going to be pretty cool. That's really cool. Very yeah. cool. Most yeah. of them that I've heard know, you know, but sometimes you get one that doesn't. Mm-hmm. Have you guys heard the in-depths in audio? <laughs> you listen? Oh, yes. <laughs> you, okay. That can of worms. <laughs> uh, oh. Now, I'm not going to talk about the voice. I'm not going to. No, it's okay. great. No, actually, we've had Susan on the show, what, three times? Three Two times, though. Three times. Yeah, I just realized when you guys said Susan Erickson, I'm like, I know, <gasps> I know who that is. And now I just placed her. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not saying anything with that. I'm actually saying 
the different way it affects me when I do an audiobook yes. and I listen to it. Yes. Like Survivor and Death was obviously a very, very emotional book. But mm-hmm. when I listened to it while I was driving, I almost had to pull over because I was crying. Again, a book I already knew everything that was going to happen. Right. But hearing it, I think it just makes a different, it processes differently in your brain. Right. Yeah. So that was, that was interesting to notice. You already have a narrator? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because uh, apparently all you have to do is just contact Susan Erickson. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> we, when we, when we've, um, I think all three times that we talked to her, um, we always ask her like, well, what do you got going now? What are you doing now? You know? And um, every single time she's mentioned an author that she's been uh, doing audiobooks for, whose name mm-hmm. is um, Elizabeth Vaughn. She does oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. F- fantasy books. And this last time she mentioned her, I said, you know what? You mentioned her like three times. We're going to have to have her on because she said something mm-hmm. about, yeah, she, she listens to the in-depth books. And so she just contacted me and said, would you do mine? Mm-hmm. And she was self-published, I think. I don't know if she had a publisher yeah, or she was self-published. She yeah, just yeah. was like, you know, contact wow. Susan Erickson. Would you do mine? And and she did. So anyway, so <laughs> I said, I- I'm going to contact her and get her on because, yeah, if she's she was, an in-depth yeah. fan. We want her mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah, I contacted her and I said, Hey, so you've talked to Susan Erickson. She says you were in death fan and that's why you, you hired her, blah, blah. And she was like, Oh, well, actually, uh, my friend's in death fan and I was thinking about having an audiobook done. <laughs> and my friend said, Well, why don't you just ask Susan Erickson? And she said, Okay. <laughs> so yeah. she just contacted her and so she didn't even know who she was, hadn't listened to her or anything. Yeah, no, I, I, I hadn't thought about that. That's uh, doing that <laughs> mostly for finances. Um, so I'm using yeah. a- ACX. They'll they'll do yeah. a royalty split. Plus, you can also um, do a, a payment as well. So um, my narrator, I hope I'm going to say it right. It is she is Anne Marie Lewis, and I keep wanting to add an Anna to it, but uh, mm-hmm. I've just started this process with her, mm-hmm. and I am. I hope I said the name right. So that's exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. It was cool. Just again, people talk about the first time you see your cover, you know, you see a book in your hand. Mm -hmm. Um, The first time listening to people doing my character's voices was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I've got, Mm -hmm. you know, I I do have some diversity in there uh, that, that she handled really well. So I I do have, um, I think the number one, person that I think was might have been tricky was I have a character who uh, has autism. Mm. And, you know, I, I asked people to do her voice. She's she's 17. And she has autism. And um, I wanted to see how people would treat that. And there were some that made her sound more like she had Down syndrome. Mm. So those I, I pretty much threw threw out immediately. Um, and uh, she did she did research on it. And she just hopefully I think she's going to knock it out of the park. So that's Looking awesome. forward to, to hearing how it's going to come out. Great. Awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. Okay. So what's the next thing on your list? Um, I Diversity is a little bit of, of something she does. Uh, maybe not as much with race, although she does. And, and obviously she has set up the fact that, that uh, in, what is it now, 40 years in the future, these books? Right. Um, she's got a lot of people of mixed race, right. uh, in her books, yep. but, uh, she also has diversity in the ages. 
Like right. she's got, yeah. she's got mm-hmm. Mira. She's got Jamie Lingstrom, although he's now getting old. It's so weird seeing him get older. <laughs> I know, I know right? right? Yeah. Like we're seeing him at Nixie. But yeah, Nixie. You know, seeing them grow up. Bella. Bella, yeah. Sean. Yeah. Sean is one so, of our favorites. Oh, Sean. Yes. Love Sean. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so I try to do the same. I've got, you know, my main character is 30 mm-hmm. um, because that's, that used to be, I think, the sweet spot for, for um, Cozy Mysteries. Yeah. Um, but then she's got an AA sponsor who's in her 60s. And then she's got this 17-year-old friend of hers now that, that's going to help her. So going to be a little sidekick. Oh, fun. So, Love yeah. it. That's so cute. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what, that's what, I mean, that's what the series is for us though, too. Like there's just a lot of diversity in ages. Anyway, like our Facebook group is people of all ages. Yeah, of all ages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. The fans are. Also like, you know, all of my friends are, none of my friends are my age. They're either a lot younger than me or they're a couple of years older than me. So. You know, yeah. they're not my mom. <laughs> pretty typical. That's, yeah. I mean, once we get past yeah. high school, it's pretty typical to have friends. Of, right. Yeah. It's one of those things, you, and you don't think about that. When, I didn't, I never thought about that in my 20s, though. Like, no. But, which I guess that's like kind of all of Eve's friends are, but then they're not because she's friends with Mira and, you know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Mavis. Mavis is the same age she is, and Louise yeah. is about right. the same age as her. They're probably all, yeah, yeah they're Nadine. all like in their thirties. Mm-hmm. Nadine, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, Peabody yeah. and McNabb. I mean, they're in their twenties and True Heart. Somewhere in there, yeah, yeah. Somerset is, you know, Somerset's Somerset way Somerset out. He's an outlier. <laughs> Not that we know how old he is. We no. don't. We don't. No, yeah. no, we do. It's mentioned in Portrait. I want to. I can't remember. I'd have to. I'd have to look it up. But it is I, mentioned. No, you might be right. I think you. Yeah, it's it's mentioned. But Isn't I know. It, I know there are authors out there that they regret mentioning ages because yeah. they didn't realize. Like that, Donna Andrews um, has thirty four books in her series, mm-hmm. and when she started, she started with the character having a grandfather who is around a hundred and. Everybody else is aging, but Grandpa, he's just he's just going to stay that age. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, there's a dog too. There's a there's Spike the dog is also going to be okay. the longest lived yes. dog ever. I mean, sure, so. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I want to say he's in his sixties. Summer does. Yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah, because I, I just remember Rourke was upset. He couldn't remember how old he was, and then he mm-hmm. realized how old he was. Yeah, and you could probably figure it out because he was, you know, a medic in the urbans, and you could probably do the math there. But yeah, right. Yeah, so he's yeah. so he's yeah a little bit older than Mira, maybe around yeah, like I said, mid sixties maybe. Yeah, I think you're right. The wiki says even 69. if she thinks he's ancient. Huh? Oh, okay. okay. Well, he's aged a couple <laughs> years since Portrait. So yeah, right. <laughs> they all have. Except for Rourke, we who lost. Well, yeah, we all have two, but Rourke mm-hmm. lost a year. Yep. yep. Yeah. It must be nice. Right? <laughs> yeah. Not only so is he so weird, weird, perfect, and gorgeous, he also is younger than he thought. Right. He was. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Which is why my I think my favorite scene in all the series is actually in. 
don't remember the name of the book, uh, Imitation and Death, is when he is grilling and he actually yeah. doesn't <laughs> succeed at something. <laughs> that is so probably good. my favorite scene in there. We all love that scene. Yeah. Oh, it's so, so good. good. Right. So good. Yeah. So that is pro- probably my segue into the one thing that I, I guess the one negative I will say that I've noticed that I think the J.D. Robb books now have, which is she's just made her characters too perfect. <laughs> like when she started, yeah, it works always been perfect, but Eve had her flaws and then everybody else was kind of normal. But now she has like Nadine's not just a writer. She's a Oscar award winning writer. And Mavis isn't just a musician. She's a Times Square performing Oscar performing musician. And even the people in her bullpen, like they can, they can jam with, with Mavis and with Jake Kincaid, they're like musicians of that caliber too. And she's just like, I feel sorry for Peabody because Peabody is like the only normal person. Now everybody around her is filthy rich. And, and the poor girl, I mean, she gets a house. That's kind of nice, but uh, Peabody is like a character in the Oscar winning uh, movie. That, and a, it's that's a novel. So that was a cameo though. At this, <laughs> Well, her character. Yeah. Okay. Peabody is, she Peabody is, well is our now. avatar though. She's supposed yeah. to like, I mean, that's why everyone comes down to always being like, well, I definitely, everyone loves Peabody because I think they recognize that she is. I feel like she's Peabody's like an like, accessible person. Yeah. Peabody's the everyman character in the end. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like she's the, she's the one that, you know, we can all relate to and we're all like, Oh, Okay, Peabody, you're pissing me off right now, but then you know you turn around and five minutes later you're in love with her again. So yeah, yeah. yeah so she's but very I, much the, that every man. I really kind of like. I don't know that I 100 percent agree with it. That like everyone is too perfect, but I 100 percent see what you're saying because really you're like, wow, how can all that shit happen? And there, you know, yeah, um, just two years, and then like, <laughs> yeah, and then, and then right, oh, how can all that happen in just two years? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like. Um, when oh, and now Rourke, and Rourke's yeah. rescuing all the homeless kids in New York now. And right. It's just, you know, it's, I, mean, <laughs> I guess, I guess for me, I just, I don't like, it's definitely a thing that you're not wrong about, but I'm also kind of like, but I don't mind it. You know, it's just, it's kind of fun, I guess. Um, when Rourke's like, here's, here's magic coats for everyone. And like, <laughs> if you had magic coats, why wouldn't you give them to everyone? Yeah. <laughs> I do love that just because I feel like that's work trying to keep his not only Eve safe, but her family safe and yeah. make sure that, you know, yeah. I, I will actually ask you guys, cause I'm, I'm a couple of books back. I, I've missed. Did McNabb get a magic coat yet? No. Did he? No. no. McNabb no. does not have okay. one. That's what no. I thought. Cause I, you know, when I've seen obviously Peabody get one, Feeney get one. And I was sitting there one day reading it and thinking McNabb's the only one of them who, Oh, I don't know. Got paralyzed. <laughs> from right. being hit and yet he's the one <laughs> who hasn't gotten one yet well so Ouch. but the last couple of books we knew that Rourke was working on something and then the last book we we find out that he has made magic vests for everyone he he gifted okay. them to all of the bullpen we gifted them to the homicide division yeah oh that's right <laughs> he made one for McNabb Oh, you know, McNab- he did. we're just gonna headcanon that McNabb has one, okay? Yeah. 
Okay. But but that's a really fantastic thing to point out because we're all like, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't even think of that. That never crossed my mind, but it's so yeah. true. No, because yeah. I was reading where you know, again, I, I I do all the rereading. I was rereading where Feeney gets his coat and McNabb says, Hey, that's a really wonderful thing that means a lot to him. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> why does the McNabb have one? He got cool plaid air boots at Christmas time. I mean, come on. well, that's he true. did get those. Really, he's cool. Yeah, <laughs> but, and I um, think when he was developing the magic coats, the whole point was to outfit the entire NYPSD. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, was, yeah. I, did I miss something? Yeah, that's why he's no, been. That's why he's been hanging around Central so much. He's been working it out with Whitney. So. Right. Okay, that makes sense. So it, yeah. it it always makes me. It I always find it funny when people say that Rourke is too perfect because. I mean, um, I suppose now <laughs> yeah, maybe didn't give McNabb a magic coat. What the hell? You didn't give McNabb a magic <laughs> he's not coat. Perfect. No. But he started out as very, very not perfect. Oh yeah. So, he really did. Yeah. I mean, the amount of times right. in this podcast that we all just say, Stop being a dick, Rourke. Right. This literally <laughs> you know, I mean, how often. That's true. I think a lot of people see him through rose colored glasses that we have analyzed to death. But yeah, he's not perfect. But anyway. No, I mean, he's he's definitely not. And um, it is funny, like talking about the original ones, like book six with that whole vigilante thing. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about that anymore. Yeah, uh, no. You know, they, that, that's not mentioned. Yeah. Um, and that to me, by the way, was not perfect. That, that I don't think I could be married to someone who did yeah. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> although if he were a billionaire, maybe, maybe I could let it go. I don't, I don't remember if we talked about this when we reviewed that one, but I just feel like I like she made the murder so gruesome in that That's one. Like agreed. You know, it's one thing if he just went after him, but like work, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. What? No, I'm with you. What were you doing? That's rough. That yeah. was rough, man. Yeah, it was, rough. it was a rough one. And you read them and you're like, what? Did he, what? He did that? Mm-hmm. But yeah. again, it doesn't get mentioned anymore. No. So nope, I, I nope. Marlena gets brought up every now and then, but yeah, murders do not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just going to let that one go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That's okay. Like, oops. Let's, let's just pretend that never happened. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I think, okay. I think as an author, I'm, you do end up, again, I've, so, so far my highest series is two books. So I, I definitely, again, can't talk about this, but even on my first series, there were things that I wish I hadn't done. So I'm, I'm guessing, you know, maybe she's like, ah, I kind of wish I, I didn't do that. I think she probably regrets that at this point. Yeah. You know, do you think she does? I don't know that she, I don't know that she necessarily regrets it. I think she may have rethought the methods. It's one thing Maybe. to I don't know. You know, I don't know. I feel like it's one thing to go after these bad guys that did all this and to to kill them very, very, very dead. Yes. But to disembowel them or, you know, eviscerate them. Like Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay, so if we yeah. ever have Nora on the show, which will never happen, <laughs> but if we ever do, we'll ask her. <laughs> you don't we'll know. Ask her that. That's like our that's like our Jimmy. white that's like our white whale. We want right. <laughs> it would be a great <laughs> question. Too. You know, I think it would be a great question for like what what do you regret doing? Because um, like I said, I know Donna Andrews when when she's been asked that the question her answer was what I mentioned about the uh, the animals or that not the animals the ages mm-hmm. yeah. of mm-hmm. people. Okay, yeah, 
when when we um when we've talked to Susan Erickson, her biggest regret is Trina's voice. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah, because she said, yeah. "I I just you know this is how the voice was described." So she said, "I'm just going to do something fun with it." She was trying to do like a female Harvey Weinstein, yeah, and um, um, she said it because we just I just thought it was a throwaway character, and then she said then she kept coming back and coming back and coming back. And she said, she, she, but she just rips up her, her voice every time she has to do. Yeah. No, I, I remember what it sounds like on, on the audiobooks. Yeah. yeah. So, Happy breath. You know, everybody does okay. stuff that they regret. <laughs> do you, do you guys know the narrator story with Stephen Fry and JK Rowling, which is awesome. Tara. Tara no, probably I don't. does. No. Oh, I don't. So, um, I've never heard, I've never heard the Stephen Fry ones. I've only heard the Jim Dale Okay. So evidently when he first met her, um, he said, Oh, you wrote a book. How nice. And it sounded to him, he thought he was being nice, but evidently when, when JK Rowling talks about it, it's a lot more patronizing. And he was going into one of the books and he said, there was a phrase that is Harry pocketed it. And he really struggled with saying Harry pocketed it. Mm -hmm. So he called her up and said, can you change that? Um, to Harry put it in his pocket. And she said, no. And in every book following, there was always the phrase, Harry pocketed it. That's great. Yeah. That's really funny. So, yeah, so the, the narrators do hysterical. get to have, uh, have some fun there too. I love it. That's hysterical. Yeah. yeah I've yeah. never, I've never um, heard those ones. I've only heard Jim Dale's. So yeah. Um, there was an interesting anomaly that happened when we did the uh, the episode for um, what was it um, Survivor in Death? Oh yes, yeah. Um, that I think we probably knew before, but it became really obvious when we did it this time because I tend to when we do these books now, um, I will read, I will play the audio and read along with it because you can do that on Audible. Um, and I realized that there were certain times when, for example, um, the audio would stop, but the, their, the words kept on going, or the words would stop, and the audio would keep on going. And uh, this is, and Survive was the only book that, that does this. Um, but it's like whole paragraphs or whole conversations. There was a whole like there was a whole conversation a whole that was conversation. in the book that wasn't in the audio, but then but there was a different one that was in the audio but wasn't in the book, right? Yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah. So they yeah. must have had a different version. It was really weird. Yeah, she but must have edited it well, after it had, had been recorded. Because I had the um because remember we looked it up when we did that episode because mm -hmm. I had mm -hmm. the um I won the the ARC of that one on Adwolf back in the day. So I right. got I got the arc of that. So we looked it up to see, and it wasn't in the ARC. So she, didn't we ask her if she got something besides the ARC to read from? We did. I can't remember. I think I can't remember what but her answer clearly was. Clearly, they edited it after. Yeah, they had to have. So, yeah. but yeah, it's, just, it's really weird. It's really we, weird. Yeah, we we're just dying over it too we just thought it was so yeah. funny it was so it was yeah like, is, is susan yeah. Erickson fucking with us yeah that's <laughs> that is pretty cool <laughs> that's why we did named you make that her do any of the voices what 
Did you make her do the voices? Oh, of course. We don't make her do anything. Yeah. <laughs> she, she did them voluntarily. She did a couple of voices yeah, voluntarily. Yeah. 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 That's pretty cool. I'll have yeah. to find that episode. There's yeah. three different ones. Yeah. Awesome. Um, the first one is the one where she did uh, the, the voices. Voice, right? She did the Feeny voice. She did Eve a little yeah. bit too. Yeah. It's so funny because yeah. you listen to her and you can hear Eve even when she's talking. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she did She did say that... Um, I just because somebody one of our, our uh, listeners asked a question you know do you ever get recognized fr- from your voice in you know the real world and she said mm-hmm. it has happened a few times and it happened to her at a, like a she was giving a presentation to the pta for her kids school or something and mm-hmm. she said some lady kept looking at her weird and then she would hide her eyes like you know you would do if you were trying to hear the voice but not see the person you know and she mm-hmm. thought it was so weird and then the lady came up to her later and said i recognized your voice but i wasn't sure you know so that's funny that's yeah, funny <laughs> it was so funny it's cool so um i do have a set of questions that i always ask everybody that comes on our show okay and i but i wasn't prepared so now i'm trying to look them up real quick <laughs> okay mm-hmm. um they're really we'll easy they're not ourselves. they're not anything that uh you have to like study no, for or anything like that. yeah okay that's okay it's good we hate studying so um so the first question is what is your favorite in-death book uh it is probably going to be a tie between portrait and imitation. I like those two. Interesting. Again, because Rourke is vulnerable. Yes. In portrait or in both? Both. Well, in, in imitation, he's vulnerable because he doesn't know how to grill. And in portrait, he's just off his game. Yeah. Um, so. Very much. It's too low. Yeah. Okay. Um, so second question. Besides even Rourke, who's your favorite in death character? Peabody. That's a good answer. Yeah. Standard. Um, not counting any in-death books, what is the last book that you read? I I should know this. Uh, I have to remember now. Give me a second. Because um, <laughs> I've been... Oh, um, uh, Mango, Mamba, and Murder by uh raquel v reyes hmm. okay so, i love that name that's fun <laughs> that's another i think i hopefully i've got it in the right order another cozy <laughs> mystery or it's a culinary cozy yeah oh, awesome okay fun okay so fun. Yeah. with recipes oh, oh, oh see there you okay. go yeah mine mine do too as well so i'm oh, i yeah. am a my since i do have a celebrity chef as my main character i am a culinary cozy writer um, and, uh, I, I actually haven't said this part, but it, it is a, the main character is a former celebrity chef who has lost everything to alcoholism and is rebuilding her career by judging food festivals. So I do oh. do recipes at the back. Uh, the first book is Claws of Death, which is at a Texas crab festival. So I have some oh. crab recipes. Okay. That makes perfect sense. Now. Very fun. Oh, yeah. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. I wondered when you said claws of death, though, like that doesn't yeah. sound very cozy, but that? now it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's C, yeah, C-L-A-W-S, claws yeah, right. of gotcha, death. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, it's the wrong okay. season for Santa Claus. What no, that? not that one, no. <laughs> um, okay, so um, you could say in the in-death world, Rourke has a monopoly on several things. When you play Monopoly, what piece do you choose? 
Um, I'm going to say the dog, but did that one, is that one that went away? That one didn't go away. That did is it? one that went away. Oh, I'm not sure. I think you're right. It's a bummer. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was the dog, but now I, I, I haven't played it since then. Uh, okay. Well, the dog is yeah. fine. We love the dog. Yeah. The dog is amazing because it's a dog. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we know from Immortal that Rourke sings in the shower. Do you sing in the shower? I do. I yeah. I, I'm actually. I I love to sing pretty much all the time. Awesome. Um, I, I I I I can do karaoke sober. So yeah, I, I, I definitely <laughs> sing there. Love it. Man, Tara, can you do karaoke sober? <laughs> I I don't do karaoke. What? I don't. Okay, now I'm disappointed. I don't. Ever? I don't. I've done it, and it was bad. I mean, nobody would be surprised if they if they found out that I don't do karaoke, but you, I'm very <laughs> yeah, surprised. You, yeah, no, I, don't sure, do I will recommend if you do like karaoke and you go to New York City uh, for my for my fiftieth birthday. I, I went up there. We saw Josh Groban and Sweeney Todd, which was awesome, and then we got a a personal four person karaoke room. Uh, for three hours and yeah, just I've done say, that. okay, I like that. I have done That's that. I've done that in Columbus before. Okay, so you have done um, karaoke. I have She's done it. I'm just not what you're saying right now. <laughs> it's not what I said. I said, I don't do karaoke. It's different than I never have done. That I have never done it because right. I don't like doing it. Um, that's why I go to the piano bar where we just sing show tunes with the live pianist. But I that's don't, cool. Yeah, I don't. I. Like I can't stand up there and feel like I'm cool enough to sing pop songs or complete rock cool. songs. You are well. I and appreciate and you that. Are <laughs> plenty cool enough to do that. Yes, to belt I, out I little, you know, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody or whatever. Love Shack. I. They also used to have something in this area called Hamiltons. Since we since we were talking about Hamilton before. So this was Hamilton karaoke where they you got to sing all the parts and you did the whole the whole play. So that was cool. Oh, that's really cool. That's yeah. that's fun too. It's not, I mean, they I think they did something like that up in Cleveland. Um, I think it was like, everywhere. Yeah, I feel like yeah, they probably did do it everywhere. I, I didn't go because there were probably people there I didn't like, but um, but I will do the whole show in my car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think a couple months ago, we uh, we discovered that there's a company that's going around the country doing um, show tune raves. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, <laughs> yes. So that's, a thing that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So next question is, what gadget from the in-death world would you most want to have today? Uh, Auto Chef. Auto Chef. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably, I, I guess that's what most people are saying. Yeah. Or I want a drying tube. The drying tube. I thought of that one as well. Yeah, that's, that's what I want. I honestly can't remember Especially what right I said. Now, when it's, I said auto it's so freaking humid outside. You'd be like in the drying tube all the time, like 24 seven. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So gross. <laughs> all right. So question number seven is, what is your most controversial opinion? On anything? On anything. Uh, I think probably that AI isn't evil. Um, that I think it's a tool that can be used for good or evil, just like any other tool. So. Okay. Okay. 
That is kind of a controversial opinion nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Nora should really play with this one too. I mean, she hasn't, right? We haven't. Mm -mm. I think fantasy and death was her most techie mystery. But she really should do one. I think she's done some, you know, some AI stuff, but it wasn't like a big deal. Yeah. Like, so in everyday life type of stuff in survivor they had that one scene where they simulated her voice and told the the guys that were guarding Mm -hmm. the safe house to stand down yeah yeah so it's kind of the same thing yeah Yeah, that's true yeah um yeah you know you really need to you actually should be should you should listen well kind of i was going to say that our last time we talked to susan erickson she I asked her about AI and she said she's on the steering committee. She's on, she's a member of SAG AFTRA and um, mm-hmm. there, there's a steering committee for um, audiobooks. Um, yeah. And um, one of their big things right now, as with all of mm-hmm. SAG AFTRA is that the whole AI thing and how it's going to affect all, you know, audiobooks, but all of entertainment. Yeah, I, I will real quickly say my I, I said I had two rules, but I actually have three rules of AI. Number one is don't use someone else's name when you're doing a prompt. Like don't say write in the story, the style of Nora Roberts. Um, number two, don't at, don't ask AI to do something you wouldn't ask your friend to do. So you might ask them to make a nicer sentence, but you probably wouldn't ask your friend to write an entire novel for you unless they're a really, really good friend. Um, and then I think my last one is don't use AI to replace something you would pay somebody else money to do. So I have a human narrator for my for my book um, rather than using yeah Apple actually you know they they are offering it to authors the digital narration the AI narration but I want a human so so yeah those are my those are my three rules to hopefully make it less controversial. Yeah. But in the writing world, it's a big, big concern it, it right is. now. It is. In the world, it's a big in concern. In the world, yeah. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, question number eight Rourke has an unusual collection of weapons of war. What unusual collection do you have? Sharks. <clears throat> I have always Ooh. loved sharks, um, I think they're a beautiful animal. Um, and I, people started buying me shark, everything. I've got a shark salt, salt and pepper shaker. I've got, um, salt, uh, shark pillows. And, um, I actually had to, to put a moratorium on my friends buying me any shark related things. Cause I just, I had an entire big collection yeah, of them. That's all anybody will ever get you. It was, it was. Oh, I like, I like sharks. So I'm just going to buy Kathy sharks all the time. Right. Yeah. I get that 100%. I mean, it is really fun, though, to as as someone who likes to just give people random gifts, um, and then panics over holidays and birthdays, because I can't find things that it's like, when I find it, you're getting it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a friend who really loves sharks, and I've given her many a shark thing. Yeah. <laughs> she hasn't yet told me to stop. But every now and again, I'm like, I could get her something a little more creative. <laughs> Well, and I appreciated all the gifts, but I just started having 
like, some dupes and then too yeah. many of them. And there's still times though, where someone's like, okay, I know you said no, but look at this. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I like that. You know, so there are still, they, there are still <laughs> gifts that I, I appreciate. They're like, but um, look at this shark teapot. <laughs> the, the one that yeah. is uh has has actually tempted me and i haven't gotten it yet and nor has the person who brought it up is uh a shark cootery board so oh, it is a oh, board. i bought one of those for natalie yeah she yeah. has okay. one yep. yeah so that one's still i'm still tempted by it but uh i haven't gotten it yet and you have At to put some point all things like sardines and canned fish on it right <laughs> that would make sense <laughs> okay so <laughs> Uh, next question. Occasionally, Eve will allow Peabody to stop for food, and more often than not, that is some sort of hot dog. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Ooh. Bread and meat. I, I will say yes. I will say I think it's a sandwich. You are wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will forever tell anyone who says it's a sandwich they are wrong. All right. So okay. evidently, my most controversial opinion is that, is that I is think a that a hot dog is a sandwich. Only agrees with you. So I, okay. I agree with you. Tara does not care and, at all. And so does Susan Erickson. Susan Erickson agrees with you. Okay. So, I mean, we're in good company. I literally, I literally am just so amused by this question <laughs> that I'm incapable of having an opinion on it. <laughs> So I keep telling myself I'm going to rewrite this next question and I haven't yet, but um, I'm going to still ask it. What lesson did you take away from 2020? Uh, No, I think that's a good question. Um, I think honestly, it is just appreciate what you have, um, whether that be friends, because we didn't get to see our friends for a long time, whether it's, if you had the luxury to work from home, um, appreciate the people that didn't. Um, I, I was always amazed when people would get angry that not everyone was self isolating and not take into account that, Hey, guess who was delivering their food to them? Guess who was in that grocery store? So just again, just appreciate what you have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the next question is, if Mira's playlist contains some songs by Mavis Freestone, some people might be surprised. What band or artist would people be most surprised to find on your playlist? Uh, let's see. Um, I don't know. I have very eclectic taste, so I'm not sure that uh, <laughs> people would be too surprised. Um, so I would... Uh, Hamilton actually, I think would, would possibly surprise a lot of people that I, that I do like Hamilton. Cause I don't particularly listen all that much to rap, but I love Hamilton. So there you go. Of course, if you spend any time with me, you know that I love Hamilton cause I quote it all the time. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Okay. And the last question is besides podcasts and death, what is your favorite podcast? Uh, probably I love trivia. So there's one called pod quiz. Um, James, I don't remember his last name. Um, but, uh, it's a weekly trivia game of 20 questions. Oh, so that's my husband. Awesome. My husband, I listen to that one every week. Well, that sounds cool. Yeah. What is the name of it? Pod quiz. Pod quiz. Just for everybody out there. That's fun. Check that out. Okay, so um, 
I think that's it. So, uh, for you, like where can people find you? What, so your, your latest book that just came out, we already said it is, um, Claws of Death by mm-hmm. Kathy Wiley. And where can people find you and buy the book? So you can find, okay. You can find me at Kathy Wiley um, Kathy's with a C. Um, you can find me on Facebook as Kathy Wiley author for a, a fan page. Um, and I'm Kathy Wiley Stegmeyer for a personal page. And that's usually it for s- social media. I, I've tried, I'm on Instagram and, and I'm on what was the, the social media formerly known as Twitter. Um, but I, I don't really do anything on it. I, I haven't figured it out yet. Um, you and then Twitter out. It's fine. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I think everyone's <laughs> abandoning it, yeah. but, um, and then I'm learning TikTok too. So, uh, or, um, and then the next book that's coming out is Mushroom Capped. Uh, that will take place at a mushroom festival in on the eastern shore of Maryland. And that comes out November 29th. I love and that. That's a great AJ, there was another half to that question. It was where to find me and was that it? I think that was it. Possible. That was it. Okay. So yes, those are the places you can find me, kathywileyauthor.com. You can sign up for my newsletter there and get two free stories and then hear about, uh, you get recipes as well. Cause I, I actually, a lot of celebrity, it's a lot of culinary cozy authors aren't actually cooks. I am. I love to cook. Um, so you can get some awesome. recipes. Well, then being a huge uh, TikTok fan that I am, um, I really feel like your your niche on TikTok should be cooking, okay. but also you know tying it into your books. I should cook oh, some of good. the uh, the recipes yeah. from the books. That's right. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So there's a that little, does sound like a good idea. There's a little marketing tip for me. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much, AJ. <laughs> No, I appreciate that. So. I'll make you a moderator now. To uh, if, I, if I had a message board, I would make you a moderator for that tip. All right. Um, okay, so I think that's it. You know, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, it's been Thank so you. fun. And you know, like like I said, we we all really miss everybody from the uh, from the old forum. So I was just so yeah. happy when you said you were going to come on. You know. You know, I appreciated very much you uh, reaching out to me and asking me to do this. It's been a blast. So thank you very much, AJ and Jen and Tara. Um, It's, again, been it's fun to talk about in death as well. So that was just a fun time as well. Okay. Um, Thanks for being here. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Um, Okay, so that was fun. (laughs) That was so fun. It really was. I know. I I I just really miss everybody from. I wish more people from our old forum would get in touch and want to come on our show. Yeah, for sure. If you hear that, people on our forum from before, come be on the show. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so maybe we could do some podcast business. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, So I don't think we have any new, um, any new patrons, but we do. And I don't think we have any new, let me look though, any new, um, 
emails or anything. No, I don't think so. Oh, oh. yeah. We I don't. Have a lot uh, of business. We don't know what to do with ourselves <laughs> now that uh, you know we have a week where Beatrice hasn't sent us a an email. I know. Um, we do have a new um, a new review on Apple Podcasts. We have five star oh. review. Um, and Yay. this person says, I've been reading the in-depth series since the beginning. I decided to go back and restart from the beginning, listening to Susan Erickson. Awesome. Then I found your podcast and it was wonderful to know there are others like me who enjoy this series. I am early on in reread listening of the series and podcast. I enjoy the pairing. I'm always smiling when listening and enjoy the lol moments. Kudos ladies. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Well, there are a lot of wall moments, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I really appreciate every time we get a five star yeah. review. So. Yeah, for sure. Too. Anyway, so yeah, that's not a lot of podcast business, but that's that's really all I've got. Um, our GoFundMe is still going. So if you haven't given and you can, um, that would be awesome. Um, or you can become a patron of ours, go to our Patreon and uh, subscribe to the show. And what you get when you do that is you get the show early. If I get it done early, um, if you just, if you subscribe to the, there's like a two levels. If you just subscribe to the higher level, you get some merch. Um, you can subscribe and pay for the year or you can pay monthly. We're very flexible. Um, also if you're a patron, I have a special um, a promo code for our merch store that gives 20% off for any patrons. And you only get that if you're a patron. So there's a lot of reasons to become a patron, in yes. my opinion. I agree. Um, I need to order a sticker. I got like a bunch of stickers on my new laptop. So I need to, I need an invest. Yeah. Podcast Do we have stickers? Stickers? Do we have stickers, <laughs> we, we have stickers on our merch store. We did. Yeah. Yeah, have, every, yes. every podcast I has stickers, I right? I don't have a sticker. I don't because have a podcast I, I, sticker. I have the genuine work card oh, okay. sticker. I love that yeah. one. That's fun. I've got my basic snitches one on here. Yay. So. See? <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have a podcast and this tote bag. My, uh, oh, yeah. So, so you find it. I didn't know. Yes, that's my favorite. Awesome. <laughs> that's my, I own so many tote bags. <laughs> That one is my favorite. There's nothing wrong have, with owning tote bags. That's so one of your unusual collections, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have several. I have a collection of unusual collections, so <laughs> it's working for hey. me. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know that I collect tote bags. I just have a zillion of them. It's, it's not like I go out and look to collect them. I just buy them or have them. <laughs> there's a there's a guy on TikTok that did this video that went viral where he did this song you know um go to the store buy a bottle of hoisin sauce come back you know open the fridge oh no i already had a bottle of hoisin sauce go to the store buy a bottle of hoisin sauce open the fridge oh no i already had and so people did a bunch of those like That's takes boring. on those you know yeah. and one woman did that with with the tote bags yeah <laughs> that would be me because I do that all the time. I forget. I forget my my grocery bags when I go to the store, so I buy yeah. more. Yeah, I have I have a collection oh. of grocery bags, and then I have like tote bags. A lot of them are from like theater, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, obviously, I know you're shocked. Um, so shocked. I stopped yeah. buying. I stopped what? buying them, and I bought. I started buying magnets instead. But now my refrigerator is going to be covered in theater magnets. So <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have some coffee mugs. Like I just because every time I see a show, uh, like on Broadway or something, I want to have something. Yeah, no, um, yes, besides I my playbill. But I, you know, I'm kind of running out of what. What do I get? <laughs> yeah, no, right. I totally get you. Because you don't want a million t-shirts either, right? Oh well, and I don't wear a lot I of t-shirts. Do. I lo- I <laughs> I want a million t-shirts, and I want to <laughs> eventually get to the point where I have enough where you can make one of those big t-shirt quilts. Oh yeah, that would be really cool though. I, I have a lot of t-shirts. I could probably make a t-shirt quilt, but am I going yeah, to? No. Me too. So but that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> As we so anyway, um. I think that's it for this episode of Podcast and Death. Okay. So um, um, you can contact us by going to any of our social medias. Just look for Podcast and Death on I don't know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of the things. All the things. Um, yeah, we, ha- we have a Facebook page. Join our Facebook page. Um, go to our website, www.podcastanddeath.com. You can send us an email at show at podcastanddeath.com or you can call the number. The number is 205-476-2753. And that spells out 2054-ROARCH. And that is it. So, uh, unless you guys have anything else. No, you don't. All right. So, um, that's it for this episode of Podcast and Death. So for Podcast and Death, this is AJ. This is Jen. This is Tara. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Podcast in Death. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Podcast in Death is hosted by Amy Ryan, Jen Terpstra, and Tara Corkery, and is edited and produced by Amy Ryan. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the in-death fandom at large. Podcast in Death is not in any way affiliated with Nora Roberts, Berkeley, Penguin Publishing Group, or St. Martin's Press. Our theme song is Justice Never Sleeps by Cosmo and is available on Shutterstock.com. This episode and all of our previous episodes are available at podcastindeath.com. Have something to say? You can email us at show at podcastindeath.com or find us on social media by searching for Podcast and Death on Facebook Instagram, and Twitter. Also, you can call us and leave a message at 205-476-2753. That spells out 205-4-ROARC. Thanks again for listening. And in the immortal words of Brian Kelly, fucking slouch at you.